because uh, I'm joined by Dr. Vanessa Benland. Good morning. Good morning. How are we today? I'm good, thank you. You're good? That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, welcome to our city once again, because obviously you're visiting from Canberra. Yes. Yes, lovely Canberra, because you're from the um, Australian National University uh, over there, and you're here to give a talk. Not the only reason, but we don't need to talk about that. Uh, but you're here to give a talk today uh, at the university. It's all about driver inattention. Uh, understanding why drivers fail to notice the obvious. And there are many reasons for this, I guess. Um, whilst driving, your brain is working overtime, isn't it? That's correct. Mm. Um, so one of the things is when you learn to drive, you focus on controlling the vehicle and learning you know, how you work the pedals and if it's a manual car, how to work the gears, how to work the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And over time, you get better at that and you learn to automate that. But one of the more difficult skills is picking up all the information you need so that you don't crash the car. Yeah. And um, that's about processing visual information, and that's much harder to automate. Yeah. Um, sort of, it's effectively impossible, but we can learn how to do it better. Yeah, because everything's always changing when you're driving around anyway as well, yes. you know? So, yeah. I mean, you so even you can automate the certain parts, but there's always going to be changing yes. uh, things all the time, different vehicles, um, sunlight, um, all, all manner of things. Yes. But um, what, are, what are some of the biggest... Um, well, because we're not necessarily talking about distraction here. I mean, we are, but we're not really. Uh, yeah, so it can it can be due to distraction, um, but I I do some work on distraction, but I do a lot of work on driver and attention, which is sort of a broader category of it's your not paying sufficient attention to driving yeah. and distraction is one part of that yeah. um, which is when you're focusing on something else like you're texting mm -hmm. or changing songs on your mp3 player that's why you listen to the radio it's fine you don't need to do that that Absolutely. takes away some distraction <laughs> yes. unless the conversation is amazing like this and now you're yeah. being really distracted indeed <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, but there's heaps of other things is um you overconfidence can be an issue Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. like, oh, I know this road real well, yep. so I can just go into autopilot. Yeah, and, and there's some research that's been done actually here in New Zealand that um, you, you do when you're very familiar with roads. Um, there's certain things you don't notice, like I think one of the classic ones was they changed road signs into German and people didn't notice. <laughs> It's fantastic. So this is this is how much attention drivers pay to signs on yeah. the road. And signs are very important because they tell you of hazards. They do, <laughs> but um, in my own research, uh, drivers have about a 50-50 chance of noticing if you change or remove a sign. Mm -hmm. So if you change the speed limit by 10 k's, if you change the content of the sign, we haven't gone as extreme as changing it into German, Yeah. but the, half the time they won't notice. And this is your research, so you must be passionate about it. Well, what are your feelings on stuff like um, billboards? Are they dodgy? Should we get rid of them? Um, it's it's interesting. I haven't done any research on billboards myself, but it's in sort of this small and dedicated area of research um, in driving researchers, and the billboard companies like to say, "Oh no, um, of course we don't want to distract drivers, and we don't want to take anyone's attention away from the road." But of course, that's the entire point of having the billboard there is for someone to notice it. Exactly. So I think it's a lot about. Um, appropriate placement of billboards yeah. Yeah. so that it's somewhere where it's safe 
for if drivers do get a little bit distracted. Well, a lot of them are at intersections, but a lot of accidents happen at, happen at intersections. Yes, yeah, so a disproportionate number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of, you know, you're slowing down, yep. you relax. Yep. You're looking at the cheap meat at the supermarket, <laughs> yes, and then you're like, bang. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now a lot of a lot of yours is on level crossing, right? Yes. That's yeah, right. and I, it, it amazes me. It really yeah. does that people don't notice change that they do it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So it's it's one thing that's quite a challenge and it's quite strange. And um, sometimes when we've been doing research on this, um, people have sort of said, "Well, why on earth would you do research on level crossings? Who would fail to notice a train?" Um, but it does happen. And in fact, one of the um, the sort of very bad cases in Australia was a, a crash where a truck driver. Um, failed to notice a train and it was a an active protected crossing so it had lights and bells and they were active and he looked at them but he didn't notice that the lights were flashing and he didn't notice the bells were ringing he didn't see the train didn't hear the train driver tooting the horn um, what was he doing uh, he was driving but one thing was he was driving in the country and out there there's one or two trains a day yeah and what happened was this driver was very experienced had driven this route for about seven years once a week and he'd never seen a train at that crossing so in his mind there would never be one yeah and that's sort of the best explanation we can come up with was if things are rare you're less likely to notice them Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. he failed to register that the crossing was active and the only thing that uh, sort of the first thing that tipped him off was there's a car on the other side of the crossing that stopped and he thought why is that driver doing that (laughs) and by the time by the time he uh, stopped or started to slow down it was too late because he was driving a big truck so he collided with the train and 11 people were unfortunately killed and that's one of the worst rail disasters in Australian history I just laughed about it (laughs) Um, that's like if people look at you and they look, at you, they just quickly look at your research. I mean, not your research, but look at what you do, and they say, oh, "Why would you study that?" That's exactly why. That one story. Absolutely. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's that's in- incredible. Um, what do you think? What what can you do? What can people do? Um, is there things you can do to train the mind better? Uh, and perhaps we need to be doing this when it comes to drivers' tests and whatnot. Yeah, so that's that's one thing I'm very interested in is there's different approaches. So one is how we can train the drivers and another is how we can design the systems better. Mm-hmm. So design level crossings better so that drivers um, don't miss warnings yeah. so that they do look appropriately for trains where there are no lights at all. Um, and at intersections, for instance, um, with colleagues, we've worked on designs to try and slow people down just for the intersection. Speed bumps um, and stuff like that. Yeah, and just just changing the the physical way that um, the intersection is designed so that you don't go straight through. You just have to slow down just a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, so that if you do crash, it's unfortunate, but you won't get killed or seriously injured. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what um, researchers are really aiming for is ideally eliminating crashes but really minimising the impact of ones that do, which in the case of level crossings, you know it's going to be a serious crash if you collide with a train. So yep. that's more about trying to prevent them 
unfortunately it's very expensive to upgrade them and remove level crossings. Yeah, it's also very expensive um, in terms of medical costs. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, where you want to spend the money really, isn't it? Um, but yeah, um, we're going back to the overconfidence and the familiarity of things like, you know, um, people driving on windy roads all day. They know that windy road really well, um, so they just relax and take care. And then people are always in the drink. People always wonder here on Otago Harbour. People always end up crashing in the ocean um, it, because they get distracted. And what, what can you do about? It? I mean, I guess all you can do is put in safety precautions like barriers and stuff like for that kind of stuff, can't you? Yeah. So. Um one thing that governments around the world are moving towards is what they call a sort of safe system that means that um, if people are trying not to do anything stupid or dangerous, then no one should be killed. Yeah. Um, and so trying to put in sort of yeah, systems in place, understanding the way people behave. And um, that's, that's another thing is because people say, isn't road safety all about engineering? But it's about engineering systems that work with the people who use them, so understanding how people behave. And, you know, you, there's certain things about people you can't behave. They often want to drive faster, yeah. take shortcuts, not want to wait. So it's about building a system that lets them either not do that uh -huh. or do that in a safe way. Humans. Yes. Always, like, it's, it's the overcomers. I've driven this road heaps, but it's the changing aspects of everything. You know, a cat could run out, and like people don't like to run over cats. Run over the cat. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, just do it. You just, yeah, because that's yeah. yeah, that's one thing that, that yeah. No, the one the one thing in New Zealand is possums and rabbits. They're pests, but no one wants to run them. Over. <laughs> just run over the rabbits, man. Yep. Help a farmer out. <laughs> Um, brilliant. Um, so you're giving a talk today. It's happening from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock. It's at where, um, I don't know where the William James Seminar Room is. It's in the William James Building. I've never heard of the William James Building. <laughs> it's the Psychology Building. So ah, William James is a there. famous psychologist. Yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. I've actually been there. Simon Wallace from Ready One has done tests on me there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done all in the dark room, the computer screen thing. I don't know. Crazy. So you'll be talking about stuff. Uh, this. Is there anything else you'd, you'd like to um, to add, to mention? Anything else that's really important? Because people are out there right now driving in their cars. This, like I said. Um, I suppose one, one thing, we've talked about level crossings, and that's something that's large that people don't see, but it's also much more common on the other end that people fail to miss smaller things like motorcyclists and mm. cyclists. Yeah. And I've done some research on that. And one of the reasons is that, again, they're uncommon and people don't expect them. Yeah. So I think an important thing when you're driving is just to um, try and expect a diverse range of hazards. Yeah. So keep keep your eye out for cyclists and motorcyclists. And cyclists are becoming more and more common on our roads all the time. Yeah. Uh, and even with cycleways, they're still right there. Yeah. You know, and and you know, people drift all the time when they're not in attention. That's what you know yeah. tends to happen. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah, just just be vigilant. Just yes. always be aware and alert. Tired yeah. drivers must be a big issue. Absolutely, and so we're doing some research on that at the moment, looking at how um, even just missing out on three hours sleep, so um, you go to bed three hours later, mm -hmm. and seeing how that affects your ability to detect changing hazards on the road. But um, the classic thing, I'm not sure if it happens here, but in Canberra, 
um, it, it's not the most exciting place. So on a Friday night, everyone <laughs> drives down the coast or drives to Sydney. Mm -hmm. um, and if you've been awake for 17 hours, there's some research that shows uh, your sort of vigilance performance deficits are equivalent to blood alcohol content of 0.05. Wow. Um, so it's sort of once you get past that, you're in the zone where if if it was intoxication, you wouldn't be allowed to drive. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. People yeah. don't pick you up for fatigue because currently there's no easy way to um, measure how tired someone is. How do you mitigate the tiredness? Coffee? How do you get um, the synapses working? The best way in sort of short term is to drink a coffee and take a 15 minute nap straight yeah, after power and nap. then by the time you've had your 15 minute power nap your coffee's kicked in <laughs> and then you're good for a while longer but the best method is to get good night's sleep catch a bus <laughs> all that yeah <laughs> um thank you very much for coming and talking to me this morning it's been very interesting it's a pleasure thank you having for inviting you here. me yeah, you're more than welcome